things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. cool uh, listen everyone so <laughs> we were actually running real close here because i'm still trying to get some work done more and excuses coming yeah the, or dana, as dana likes to call more excuses and nonsense to screw up you know the state of florida <laughs> and uh anyway so and and anyways we've wasted enough of og's time as well too so let's yeah, get let's we'll get, just start right because i got a couple things i want to talk about all these right housekeeping really quick yeah. let's go for it hey, everyone please don't forget to follow us on youtube and uh and follow us there and notifications all that good stuff you know mm-hmm. because og goes to the problem the process of putting up these uh you know jeez <laughs> i'm had graphics. a brain fart graphics god graphics. i just had a brain fart <laughs> graphics people graphics they're huge <laughs> anyway so graphics um so that way it lets you guys it lets everybody know what to do on there and then obviously we're over on facebook so please our subscriber count is growing little by little but it's a good way to also that's how you that, folks that's how you get informed you know listen we're trying to talk about all things in volusia county things that just you know i know seems a little deltona centric at times but geez what a great you know but just it's just that deltona is just a gift that keeps on giving although there was something else i'll talk about today that happened in miami and i just kind of go well you know i don't feel so bad about being deltona now so we'll see wow um but it just goes how it just goes to show how some cities just go a little wild sometimes and crazy mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. understand it but anyways um don't forget you can always email us and just you know folks we're here Listen in. Come on. That's it. That's all that's all I got, man. Hey. Listen in. Yeah. Who's our lover? Our lover today is the Postani. The I one ha- and only. Yes. Um that's the this is the Connecticut. This is the best cigar on the market, I right? I love it. Uh I'm a fan of it, man. I really am. And mm-hmm. once again, I love I've always liked the Postani um cigars. And uh, but this Connecticut one Isn't it special? For me, is um, is different than the original ones, and uh, so as much as I, you know, try to bounce back and forth, but this one, I nice go to. Listen, so. it, it's become my steady lover. You know that I was a very big um, Habana fan, but this one has just really swept me off my feet, as it were. Good, good. <coughs> as it should, yeah, because it is a good cigar. Yeah. So I want to jump right into this. Mm-hmm. I have problems. Thank you, Elvis, for being here. Elvis, go ahead. All right, go ahead, Dana, explain your problems. First of all, I have a really bad problem with the state's involvement in local home rule. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, when you and I talk about this, you always come off as the Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi of republicanism. (laughs) Okay? And your go-to answer is we're in power, we make the rules. Here's the thing, though. You're meddling too much in local cities' businesses. I just read, who's the guy that I, I'm going to slay his name? Who did, uh, who was the, who, you told me Senator DeSegley. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So he's running a bill, apparently, mm-hmm. that is, uh, well, I don't want to, no, let me, I'll tell you what. I don't want to characterize it in my own words, because I'll tell you it's streamlined the process with local government, and, um, but Okay, let me you, interpret. Hold you, on a minute. You, Hold on. <laughs> let me interpret. Republicans speak. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> What that means is a fucking Republican elitism brain mentality up in Tallahassee is that they know better for a city what's better for a city than the city knows what's better for a city. Well, listen, this is what I will say. There is a there is a mindset in Tallahassee. It's been there for some time. Okay, 
when it comes to growth and favoring growth. I know you don't like that. All right. And and or let me or let me put it this. Let me let me back up. No, no, I'm not going to say it that way. I want to characterize it that okay. way for you. I know that you are not a fan of what you feel is unfettered growth. It's not that it's growth in general, but just unfettered growth. Just Stop. Happening, Do you, right? Have you ever stopped to ask me why? Well, I mean, I think I know why, but why? You know, well, I think because your your concern overall is just the the, just the environment in Florida and, and the ecosystem just in general and what that does the for three us. Three things. Yeah. Three things. Uh-huh. Okay. Stewardship of the environment. stewardship of constituents money Mm -hmm. and failing infrastructure which development new development never pays for understood understood and so what i'll tell you is you know look i made this comment to you kind of half-assing around joking around but it's a real thing and mark talks about this from time to time too look I understand where, where a lot of folks, especially local government folks, and, and let me be quite candid too. There are a lot of um, local republic, local um, officials who are Democrat and Republican who don't like what they see coming out of Tallahassee a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have some Republicans who are a little more understanding, but still don't like it too much. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like, you know, Government closest to the people is, you know, is best, right? And that's kind of why we have local governments, why the states, you know, throughout this country have always given, you know, given that power to local governments because they're like, hey, don't want to deal with all your ordinances and stuff. We don't have time for that up here, right? You know what I mean? So you guys deal with that down below. However, there is a point, and I've argued this point to you before, and I know you don't like it all the time, but it's just I've argued this point before. As we're growing, as uh, as we're growing, um, the state of Florida is growing as a state. How many right? people are as a state going to hold? What? How much is the infrastructure going to hold? Well, you know, I, what I'll, that'll be determined. I'm going to tell you that you can give me any bullshit answer that you want to, but nobody has done any feasibility studies on the survivability of the fucking state of Florida. Yeah, but do you know? But so you tell me that a lot of times, and can mm-hmm. I tell you that? Listen, and I'm not saying Dana, I completely disagree with you, but I will also say this: that technology also has a way of changing the narrative sometimes. So yes, you're right. Under, under certain normal circumstances, I would argue and say. Maybe we shouldn't have had more than, you know, I don't know, 16 million people and we're at 23 now. And I would say, okay, fine. But now technology comes in and starts disrupting things or the way we do conduct business. All right. In order to go ahead and, and, and in order to kind of, you know, support that growth that's happening. Once again, I know you may not agree, but I'm just telling you that those dynamics change with technology and or new ways of doing business. And so, you know, the state's looking at it kind of going, look, can we support more growth? Sure we can. That's the mindset. I'm just saying. That's the mindset. But there's also, along with that, there's a mindset that says, hey, wait a minute. We also need to you know, streamline some of these rules because we need to make way for technologies to come in to help us. Let me be, let me be very clear. Whether you agree 100% with a lot of Republicans who are in power up in Tallahassee or not, I want you to know this. Republicans are thinking about the future and what that looks like for Florida. And I'm telling you right now, they don't want to damage Florida. That's their statement. Now, do I generally believe that they, they believe that? Yeah, because they because they live here. Because when they're done with office, they got to live here still. And they want their kids to grow up in a good environment as well, too. And they still want to go out to, to the parks and to wherever they want to go. Or if they want to go hunt, whatever it may be. And we're still trying to make room. Hang on. And we're still trying to make room for ag as well, too, right? So all that, all that gets taken into consideration. The trouble always is, and this is where you and I defer, my dear. And, and listen, and I love you, I do. And I just, you're my, you're a dear friend. And I will just tell you that where we have our differences, the fact that you know, th- there is an approach that you take that I just don't necessarily always agree with, and that hey, either 
the government should have mandated it this way, or no, this is what I want. I want that whole area untouched. And I go, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I think there's a way. So for example, can we release some conservation lands for agricultural purposes as long as they're done appropriately? And I would agree and say, yeah, in some cases there's, there's opportunities to do that because the state's already managing a ton of lands already. Not to say that I totally want to do with conservation easements. I think they're good things. I'm just, what I'm just trying to do constantly, and I think some Republicans are trying to do, I think many, I'm even me back up, I think many are trying to find that balance between business and growth and protecting the environment. For a lot of Democrats, my personal opinion is, this is my personal opinion of the number of Democrats who I see up in Tallahassee, and many of them are good folks. They're just, they're good, decent people, many of them. But I Wait, philosophically, hold on a minute. philosophically Please, saying- hold on a minute. I need to explain another Republican speak oh, for you. Oh, stop. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> There's many good people up there. What That is like telling, a, trying to fucking convince a friend to date a fat chick. She's got a good personality. That's what that was. That was Republican speak for that. That's what that was. Well, hello. I, I had a buddy of mine tell me a long time ago, hey, listen, man, fat people need loving, too. And so I'm just saying is that, you know... <laughs> What I'm saying, God, what I'm saying is, and look, and if and if that person has a great personality, why not on both sides, whether you're a man or a woman? My point is, is that I just disagree because I know the approach they're taking. They want to section off whole areas and go, nope, don't touch that. But the problem is, is that growth is going to happen no because we've done so good at the state level of managing that. Well, first of all, let me tell you something. For anybody that's out there that thinks that Florida's environment is completely horrible, I'm sorry, but no, I'm going to completely disagree with you all day long. Florida's environment is not completely horrible. Do I believe that we need to be very careful? 100%, I agree. We had stuff like Red Tide. And do and, the, and a lot of that comes from all this shit, you know, I think a lot of that stuff comes from outdated and also just, you know, not modernizing septic systems in a certain way. So then if we need to be in certain sensitive areas. What about agriculture? What about? What about fertilizer runoff? I think, what about I all think of that? years ago, I think that was a major problem. I think some of it's, I think the way it's being used nowadays, I think is a different story. Uh, I think it's a different story. Now. Okay. Listen. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah, listened. I know okay. you listened. I don't know. Okay. Go ahead, my dear. Okay. I listened. Retort. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I know you want to say a lot. <laughs> wow. Here's so, my point. Eric. We said this was going to be the way it was going to be before the show started. It's Eric, gonna, Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my problem is this. It is not that I believe all Republicans are shit stewards of our, our land. I don't believe that at all. Okay. Lee Constantine. Mm -hmm. Let me just bring him up. Republican, okay. great environmentalist, been great for Seminole, Thousand Friends of Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I believe is that the state at the state level is rife with developer money. I believe that the laws always fall on the side of the developer. I look at SB 102, then the new bill that's trying to be passed. If it were a genuine attempt at making processes better, I believe that I could read that, but it's not. The verbiage in the bill mm. is trying to go around cities. It talks about not having to have a traffic impact analysis. It talks about not having say-so in a final plat. And what it does is it takes that decision-making away from the municipality, who is very in touch, not only with how things are now, but how they have been historically. If they have a problem, if the state has a problem with the municipalities, perhaps the state should give more money to us, for stuff that we need so that we can use our general fund money 
for our public safety and for employees. Okay. But as it stands now, the state is so tight with money. They won't hand it down to the county for things that we need. And that's what we're spending money on. We have had to dilute our general fund so much, taking care of things where funding has been cut at the county and the state level for mental health services. We're paying more for public safety. Why? Because we have a bunch of batshit people running around using and abusing and beating their fucking wives and neighbors. Okay. Okay. So when I talk about addressing things at the state level, if the state had a really big concern about that, I don't believe that Governor DeSantis would have been follow-lawing with his fucking fight with Disney. Mm -hmm. He should have been in Tallahassee instead of running for the presidency. He should have been honest and upfront and said, I want to go run for presidency. See ya. But he didn't. He full well knew because, you know, a presidential campaign doesn't start on the day that it's announced. It Mm -hmm. starts a couple of years before. Mm -hmm. And he knew he was going to run. And he's not devoted his 100% to the state of Florida. He lied to us, okay? okay? And what has happened, Eric, is that you are now having the state with absentee people, people that I know that you live in your districts, but they don't live in my district. And for them to pass universal principles and bills like this, it's crazy to me. I look at the amount of money that Ron DeSantis spent on his fight with Disney. Mm-hmm. If he would have spent that money on behalf of residents fighting in for insurance reform and mm-hmm. made that a priority, we would have been way better off. Well, I, listen, and, that, and here's what I'll say. I will say that there are times when I wish that... In general, and I'm not going to just I'm not going to put this on any just one person, mm-hmm. or uh, I'll just say this: I wish there was more time being put in, and or funds being put in certain things um, that I think have more benefit for Florida than other things. That's kind of touching a little bit without me going mm-hmm. over to the look at you on what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I'll say that. And I um, look, and it's a real thing that you know when someone does run for president, there is they're going to ha- that's something they're going to have to deal with that stigma. All right. Uh, you know, whether you want to call it lying or not, I'll just say this. Is that something they're going to have to deal with? Listen, uh, and let me let me listen. Eric, because, he lied. Well, he, he lied to the constituency. When 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 you say and you take this oath and you run and you promise to the people of the state of Florida that you're going to be their governor. Well, he'll he argue, be there. I know, but he'll argue. I, yeah, but he'll argue differently that he is being the governor. There are things that are still. He happening. argues about his height. Well, whatever. So my my point is, I hear you. Listen, I hear you. And there's a you know, you know as well as I do. Politics is politics, and it's not always great. And I don't always like it. And I wish. I've seen people out there just kind of going, you know, I, I, look, I see people like Vivek a lot of times, Ramaswamy, and uh, there are people who don't like him. I, I, I enjoy the fact that he's willing to just take it, you know, there and just be open and honest about it. Or people come to his, his, his campaigns. And once again, it's not an endorsement. I'm just saying there are people who come to his campaigns and say, hey, this is what I heard you say. He goes, hey, listen, I want to tell you something. I, I'm going I'm, I'm to disagree with you. Let me tell you exactly what I said. And I, but I tell you, I appreciate you coming out because I know you took time to come out. And we may disagree at the end of the day. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be in general. Not everybody practices that same way. You know that and I know that. Both sides, is on some, to some degree or another, do it. I wish, if it was my wish, there are things that to me become a little bit more of a priority 
than just constantly going after or or usurping uh, local governments. Well, you have a bigger fo- you have a bigger picture. You have a higher level. I try picture to have also. a higher because I hear you guys, mm-hmm. and I and, and listen. Don't get me wrong. It's not to say that there aren't certain things that cities do that kind of go. What are we doing here? And as and as local businesses are trying to do business in different counties and different cities, it does become a little bit of a burden on businesses to be able to, to conduct um, themselves. You know, without all that extra time and wasting because one county has one rule, another county has another rule. So let me and, ask and, you this, and then for no other reason. Reason just because they know they can do it. Sometimes. Here's the thing: it's none of your business. It's the county and the county and the city. The state needs to stay out. And let me tell you something. You know what we're here's no, what we're Dan, here's, here's what we are arguing about. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you: the fundamental root thing that we're talking about, like in the one bill that I'm talking about, yeah. is what building process yeah. of building, right? Yeah. Who builds developers? That's who built in large scale and where the yeah. most of the money is. I listen. You're right, and yeah. but that has a trickle down effect to the small, the smaller builders as well who are frustrated sometimes. Now that said, once again, I go back to this, and this is something I told you before, and I'll make this as a public comment. Do I believe that there are a lot of individuals up in Tallahassee who don't have any connection to local government other than their own personal frustrations with local government, and then when they go up there. That's what they go up there with. They it's, go up it, their own it's, agenda. It's, it's, it's the same way as like there were some, and maybe this is a bad analogy, but it's like saying if there was a Democrat coming going to, going to Tallahassee because they've had this like, they've had, oh, I had a number of friends and this is the way they were treated by that, this corporation, blah, 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 blah. And now they take that with them. And that's not all corporations, but for the few that they've dealt with and that's who their friends not getting paid enough or maybe there's a sick time or whatever. And then they come up and they, they take that with them and that's their, that's their agenda. Mm-hmm. And so it works the same way on both sides. The difference is, and I and I, and I don't mean, and I really don't mean this in a joking way. And I was razzing you earlier before we came on. I really mean this is that it just look those who are not to take away from those in the minority, but the reality is is that that's what it comes down to. When you have the majority, and remember, Democrats held the majority for a long time in the state. They did things the way they wanted to do, and Republicans finally had the opportunity to take over. They said, "No, we're going to do things a different way." To the frustration of a lot of Democrats, yes, I'll admit that. But that's where we, that's the divide on, on, on philosophy. To the frustration of a lot of Democrats, sure. Are there certain areas where we say, okay, fine, we can we can pitch it a little bit and kind of go, okay, listen, we'll do that. That sounds a little bit reasonable. We can do that. That's fine. But remember, the philosophy is going to be the philosophy of those who are in control. You know this as well as I do. It's like, well, you have control of your business. Is your business being run by anybody else's philosophy other than Dana McCool's? No, it's not. You may take ideas from employees, but your business is being run by Dana McCool, because, hey, I got this thing started, or I'm the one that's in control, I'm doing it this way. And that's the same mindset to a certain degree in Tallahassee. Tallahassee it, doesn't own its constituency. It's Tallahassee works for their constituency. And, many and do you know how many, do you know how many constituents, do you know, do you know how many constituents are frustrated with the very things that I'm talking about? Because it impacts their daily lives. Well, Dana, yeah, but Dana, but then here's the ultimate, te- here's the ultimate kind of like outcome. It's called elections, and people vote, and they kind of go, "Well, you know what? Uh, Representative Tomlinson, who's a Republican, running against Representative, you know, Garrett, let's say for example, a Democrat, and they're sitting there, and people kind of go, you know what? I'm more aligned with this individual, and so the idea is, is that, well, if I'm if I win, it's because a good portion of people believe in what I was saying to them compared to what my opponent was saying, and they go up there with that mindset, and it happens all people, the time. People, can I just say you this may right not now? Think that way, I just want to tell you something right, right now, people. All right. <laughs> 
It would behoove you all to start picking your fucking zombie apocalypse team because this is where the fuck we are. You this say, is where the fuck we are. You it's say that, but whatever. I'm going to tell you this right now. Vast majority, un- listen, unless I'm wrong, and the elections prove me wrong coming into 24 or going into 26 or even 28, for, I mean, I'm talking specifically for the state of Florida, unless I'm wrong, things will continue because people are going to feel like Floor is in the right trajectory. Is it perfect? By no means. Not at show. all. Yeah, I know show. that because your philosophy tells you that it's a shit show. And I know that you have people that complain to you about certain things. What? You don't think I don't, I don't hear some of those same complaints? I do. But the reality is, is that, you know, we're living in a world where uh, the, the vast... The majority is the one that's going to win out. I'm going to call Anna. I'm going to call Anna Eskamani to come on the show. She needs to come in here and set your ass straight. We need to have two strong. We need to have, nay, three strong Democratic women in here with you. I've been telling you for a while. <laughs> you get, get some Democrat cohorts in there. And I'll suffer through it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Cause, you know, cause, Representative Eskamani, I love you. And I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your next fangirl. Mm. I'm going to get important. I'm going to get serious about that. Cause I might need your support running for state seat <laughs> against Sharon Webster. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just saying, because you know what? The things that are important to us are following are not even getting delivered, well, not even getting delivered to Tallahassee. The things that, that my constituency is concerned about things like mental health, substance abuse, public protection, those things. We have VOCA funding going away at the federal level cut by 41%. What is VOCA funding? VOCA funding is comes down from the feds, and it is the money that is used by the sheriff's office for your victims' advocates. Now, the feds have seen to take 41% of that away because they really don't think that domestic violence is a real thing or that it's important to you as a constituency. I'm going to leave it at that. Do you know who does think domestic violence is important? Who? Representative Jessica Baker. Yeah, and so listen. So I'll You know who else think it's important? Who? Representative who? Sam Garrison. Yes. So let me ask you a question. So let me ask you a question. I know you had two meetings within the last week Mm -hmm. with with both of them. Mm -hmm. Without giving all the details away, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. characterize. And then once again, folks, it's not because she's trying to throw love onto Republicans, but Mm -hmm. just these, this is an issue Mm -hmm. that should be bipartisan and that these individuals are definitely, um, I would say somewhat proponents in in trying to yep. fix a problem that they they're seeing there right yes. now. So if you don't mind, characterize to me how your meetings went with both of them. The meetings with both of them was absolutely wonderful. Okay, okay. wonderful. Right. I felt heard. I felt validated. Um, I felt that a very important subject matter got put into two prominent hard workers okay. up in the house, and that's what the house should be about. Okay, you know, um, and they understand. They understood exactly where I was coming from, and okay. I took questions to them, and they were like, "I never thought about that." Okay, you know what I mean? It happens. Yeah. It- it they happens. were very gracious. Good, and it, and it happens, and, I, and this goes back to this another point, and this, um, and it happens on both sides where you're hoping that members who are running certain bills understand the issue 100, percent and sometimes they <laughs> wait, 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 and I'm gonna tell you the reason. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let, let me back up. Let me back up. No, okay, let go me, ahead. No, or let me let me let me state this. Okay. okay? Go ahead. There are a lot of bills that get pitched to members. Some bills are, are something that they want to do for back home. Mm-hmm. Some bills are pitched to them by advocacy groups and or lobbyists and whoever else, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a, there's, they're stating that there's a problem here, mm-hmm. okay? And so, we, we, you know, conceptually, they all kind of go, okay, I like that. I agree with that. But they may not know until the bill gets filed and so forth, right? And they may not fully understand 
the whole entire dynamics of who's for and against. And then once that usually happens, once a bill gets filed and or it gets referenced to a committee and or is about to get agendaed on a committee, mm-hmm. that's when everybody comes out of the woodwork with the woodworks. And so then at that point in time, now the member is obviously at that point in time, conceptually speaking, they're fully committed to the bill. Mm-hmm. But now they want to try and figure out where is the middle ground somewhere in here without going too far one way or the other. Right. And, and I think when folks such as yourself come to advocate because you are familiar, because when I was, remember I told you, I said, you know, they, that one individual said, I want to hear from her because I understand the issue, but I'm not in it day to day like some folks are. And I definitely want to hear from her. And I was like, okay, good. And so, uh, and that happens a lot. It's not because they're trying to be ignorant about it. It's that some of them are just trying to learn because there's so many issues that impact the state of Florida mm-hmm. from issues that you don't like that are happening in Tallahassee to other issues that, that you may like that are happening. They're just trying to wrap their arms around and trying to figure it out because conceptually, they agree that something needs to be done. Can we stop legislating cultural shit? You know what I'm saying? The whole, listen. Th- I'm never, be- th- I hear you, Dan. I know. Th- you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm not a fan of that stuff. I, I-, I-, I hate it. I ha- you Listen, yeah. I have hated the whole woke show. I really have. I've hated it for both sides because it's been nothing but divisive. We've not solved anything. What we've done is we've managed to divide our state even further between blue and red because because uninformed, there is a large population of uninformed people mm. on both sides of the issue, mm. on both sides. I hate this. I hate progressive blue mm. and the fact where it runs off the rails. And listen me, trust me, I, I know that. I get it. Okay. At the same time, I abhor extreme right bullshit like you have something in your possession today peddled by extreme right shit why can't we just get down the middle eric for god's sake i listen i don't disagree i think a lot of times what happens initially is human nature right we get caught up in the moment because we're just we're humans we're we're full of emotions and we feel passionately about certain things and what i'll tell you is like on some of this on, on on what's termed as you know as being woke and or just uber progressive in so many ways i think I think there are many on the left who are creating a certain level of division in their effort to try to say, we want to be, we want to culture, we want to culturally be better or more sensitive. I think they're creating these divisions because I would argue that I would argue, and there's probably gonna, folks out there going to disagree with me. I would argue that we were moving in a better way um, racially and in other ways in this country. And the problem is an effort to, I think Vivek said it probably best, and people don't agree with it, but I think he said, in your effort to eradicate this, you're creating more of a problem because you're never going to fully eradicate it, right? And so why don't we just, all we can ever do is mitigate it as much as possible, but then we got to move on. As what do you country, think that is our people. most what do you think that is our most pressing issue in the state of Florida? Just give me. I mean, something's gotta come to the front of your brain. Um, I worry about agriculture and, and I know it seems kind of crazy. I know I know I seem a little bit biased because of my boss. I I, I do worry about the I do worry about ag. Your boss and the is one of the good guys, by the way. I, I, and I do I do worry about ag and the environment in general. Um, that probably comes to mind because I do recognize the fact that we are growing. I do know that we're putting forth policies to both sustain a certain level of growth. But I will say that we also need to be very careful. And I think he's trying to, as much as my boss favors growth, I think he is looking at a lot of these issues and trying to, where he can, poke and prod enough individuals to make them understand, hey, you know, we're all going on this growth path, which is fine, 
But we you need better to have start- the services, the level of services to support it. And that's one of the problems is that we don't have that. We don't have level of service yeah. to provide for. In Deltona alone, you know, we should probably have, I don't know, 10 to 12 more firefighters than we, than we have. But we don't because we've not taken the time out to do a level of service complete study. We don't have, I don't believe with the amount of complaints that I get in Deltona, mm-hmm. enough um uh, officers here and that's not because we don't have great officers it's because of the sheer clownery that goes on mm-hmm. you know what i mean mostly traffic related um so I, when i say that those are things that are concerning to, concern to my people now i ask you that to ask you this okay what is the most um important bill that you have seen or heard about this week uh well no I- well, no, most important, it depends, importance depends on who's looking at the bill. I mean, I've seen a couple of things that come through this week that I think tell, are- Okay, tell me three important things There, seen I, There is, uh, just coming out of Ways and Means, um, they're doing th- uh, three bill, committee bills are coming out, which is mean that it's, it's going to come from leadership, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, which is that um, raises the exemption, the homestead exemption. That's bullshit. Which is going to obviously, bullshit. you know- and How I, are they going to replace that base, that tax base for well, my city? So what I'll tell you, what I'll tell you is this is that I, this is what I would have preferred knowing that we're going to, because I don't, I don't disagree with it, with the concept in that we had a $25,000, $25,000 homestead exemption for like You guys decades. talk about fucking but, not but, raising but, taxes. But, what do you think you're doing? But well, I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. What I'll say is that we had a $25,000 home, uh, homestead exemption for many, many decades. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, at what point in time, because of inflation and everything else, should we not look at, if we're trying to provide relief for homeowners, that we not increase that. That said, I don't like what I've seen prior. Like so, and I and I and I'll be, I'm guilty of it. And I'll admit I'm guilty of it. I voted for homestead exemptions for you know for whether or bosses or I was in favor. Let me put it this way, or when it, when it came up to the ballot, I, I did vote because it came out on the ballot. You know, a homestead exemption set aside for first responders, right, and and those, and also for seniors and so forth and so on. What I've re- would have rather seen is not do that. And then just give everybody the overall homestead exemption, just in general. This way, you're getting that overall tax base and not just sitting here saying, these people are going to get extra on top of what we're doing. Because to your point, what's going to happen is you're going to shift that burden. That burden, folks, is going to shift. Whether I don't care what anybody says. That burden is going New to homeowners. shift. To new homeowners, to you know, to whatever it may be, or if you, or if you, let's say, you once you sell your home, you move into another home, right? And so you know what happens usually when you when you buy another home, yeah. right? I'm paying twelve thousand yeah. dollars, not me personally, yeah, yeah. but now. What's going to happen is, as a legislator, mm-hmm. and th- that exemption goes through, I'm going to calculate how much money I'm losing, and then I'm going to put it on the taxpayer. Part so the, what you're doing is mm-hmm. a bullshit feel-good bill, bill, so that they can say, oh, we're being generous, and we're going to give you more money. No, fuck, you're not giving me more money. Do you know why? If you want to fix this shit, fix the real problem. What is causing these rates to go up? In fucking insurance, that's what it is. Why don't you fucking fix that? instead of like parading around these fucking bills disguised as some shit that's really going to well, help. No, we no, we've done a lot on tort reform, a lot. And it was a massive packages passed this past year on tort reform in order to help that with the insurance. But unfortunately, this stuff like everybody everybody wants to do it the old-fashioned Charlie Chris way. But can I tell you something right now? When Charlie did that, we had to come back in because shit was getting so screwed up with the insurance market that we had to come undo basically whatever Charlie did. Charlie's going around going, "Oh, what I did was great." No, dude, what you did was great for you at the time, and it was great to 
that as a selling piece to tell everybody, hey, this is what I did, and I put the brakes on insurance companies. But it was screwing up the insurance market in general, from not just from Florida, but when, you, when these insurance carriers have to then go to Bermuda, Lloyd's of London, they also get their own insurance, right? That's kind of how it works. Insurance companies have to get their own insurance as well, too. And it was it. creating it was creating a problem. So your power is your job to fix it. So we are, but it just it takes. But time you're not to doing it by pulling bullshit bills like this, a feel good bill that doesn't really make anybody feel good once you understand the what unintended consequences. I don't mind exemption. Now, what I'll tell you is the second the second portion of that bill that came out was also the CPI portion of it too, <sighs> which is going to tie CPI to any future exemption. So every year they'll recalculate the exemption, the homestead exemption to CPI. So let's say for example your homestead exemption is fifty thousand dollars. Come the following year, January one, it'll reset to whatever CPI is at, and it may be an additional three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars on your homestead exemption. And, it, and I think they're doing that in part because the legislature, I just don't think, wants to deal with it anymore. Let's just tie to CPI and be done with it. And so that way, if inflation goes up or anything else goes up, at least homeowners get some little bit of relief on, on that end. Listen, you may not agree. I philosophically, generally, generally speaking, do agree. However, I will go back to this. It's something my dad told me a long time ago. My dad's generally is an independent Trump supporter and everything, right? So he goes, like, he goes to me, Eric, my, what I've learned in all my life and all this stuff is that I don't know if anybody really takes, or maybe they do and they just don't care, but he goes, the challenge always is, is that when Washington does something, the burden shifts to the state. When the state does something, that burden shifts back down to us locally, Right, And it just seems like it's a shift of the burden going here and there so somebody else can say, hey, I did this. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. That's basically what it is. You know what that we call that syndrome? Yeah. I ride motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Well, a motorcycle. Yeah. Right? And I love to see during bike week, okay, these guys that have, I don't know, unspoken shortcomings or whatever, <laughs> that sit at a light and have to rev their throttle. And you know, this is exactly what it sounds like. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And you know what they're doing? They're creating a noise that's loud to draw attention to themselves, but yet take focus away from what well, their shortcomings are. No, and well, I'll God only you, knows well, what that could be. But what I'll say is we will figure this out in the long run. And it may end up being, Dana, to your point, Dana, it may end up being bad. And I, and I will stand corrected. I was just corrected on something this week. I was talking to somebody on staff about something. And I told them this uh, for a bill that got, I think, uh, well, almost passed out completely, but didn't. And I sat there and went, you know, thought about it. And they, the staffer explained to me. And I was just, you know what? I stand corrected. And what they pointed out to me was, you know, we were trying to create a policy for something that their business model was flawed. And that's what we were trying. And that's what somebody was trying to point out. And they were, this other member was overridden. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, look, what I'll tell you is, and then, and, and looking back on it now, I'm actually kind of glad that the bill probably, that bill was defeated because I stand corrected. I was, my frame of thought at the time was wrong. And, uh, and maybe I was influenced one way without hearing completely the whole entire argument. And I'll just say that, you know, I'm glad it didn't happen. Um, you know, look, if it, in the long run, it all turns out bad or turns out wrong, Dana, then, uh, yeah, then I guess, look, then I, I think that will show up in the polls at some point in time. It will show up in the polls and say, look, we all were at because you guys had had power for a long time. It's like these, it's like these cities, like in Baltimore, everybody's saying the system, the system, the system stacked against us, or the system is, you know, is racist and this, that, and the other. Wait a minute. You all have Democrats and African-American Democrats have been in control of that city for more than four decades already. And so all the problems you guys got is a Republican problem. 
I don't think so. That is a you guys problem. You guys have spent way too much money over the years doing all these giveaways and all this other stuff that's going on. And it's not just Baltimore. It's Baltimore and a lot of your big blue cities. Some do a better job of managing it and others don't. But don't sit here and complain that the system is all jacked up and geared against us when you guys have been controlling the city for 40 years already. And, and somebody will come back and say, well, Republicans, you have no reason to blame because you guys have been in control for 30 years now. You guys have been the ones in power. So now we're going to go a different way. So I will say this, though, on a, on a different note, you may not agree because I know you don't care for the Senate president because of SB 102, mm-hmm. but there was a D-reg bill that came out on public education that is loosening the strings. Remember we talked about the whole idea about the categoricals, categoricals and I couldn't remember the term when Troy, when Troy was on, yeah. right? The categoricals, they released, they, fle- they loosened the strings on categoricals so that way school districts could go ahead and have a little more say on the money that they're using. I had heard through the grapevine from some, not here in Belusia, but in other counties that, look, Eric, it was a step in the right direction, but it wasn't, I think, what everybody was making it out to be. And I said, okay, fair enough, but it was a step in the right direction. So now, when the Senate passed, the president passed almost on priorities, is going to be loosening the strings even more on the flexibility. So, for example, I'll give one prime example. This is, comes down to teacher pay. Monies that come down from the federal government and the state becomes a pass-through, what the state's going to do is allow those dollars to, at the local school levels to be used more flexibly towards teacher pay and this, that, and the other. That's just one item, but there's at least 15 different items. We can go on about school construction, how they want to go ahead and loosen up some of the, the, the restrictions on that so that way schools could build. And an environment compete more with, as you had HB1 last year being passed that way, more of, um, uh, more folks have access to these, um, to these um, private schools that don't want to be in public schools. I think there was probably recognition by some who said, no, listen, we, you know, Let's give public schools some uh, some flexibility so they can compete on. A, it's never going to always be apples to apples, but as close as you can get to apples and apples, so to speak, right? So I, that was a, that, and I'll be honest, with you, that's going to be a good thing. And I know a lot of folks in education are going to like CET stuff. They're going to put less restrictions on CET so that way districts can kind of create their own models more so for CET that benefit them better, you know, more tailored, so to speak. So that way Volusia County can do their thing while Seminole County is doing their thing. Kind of like what you like, local government control. <laughs> So, moving on. You're so cute when you're trying to placate me. <laughs> I'm, I was just sitting here being very conflicted about which was the cutest. When you try to bait me, okay? When you try to placate me, or when you try to pacify me. All right, well, listen. That's it for Tallahassee Talk for right now, because there's still another eight weeks left, and there, there'll be plenty more to talk about in, mm-hmm. in, in the coming weeks. I do want to get into something else, though. Go ahead. We have some time. Mm-hmm. So, there's a report floating around mm-hmm. from, from who? some organization called the American Way. Who is that? I have no clue. However, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's some sort of right of center type of organization or what they are, but here's what I know. Here's what I know. What I know is there's a report that's being put out on Deltona from this organization that states that apparently... Deltona residents, <laughs> and for other cities in Volusia County, be careful where you're at because Wait, somebody what is comes it, up, the American way? Is that the complete name? I need you to look at that report completely. Let me see. The American way economist. Um, give me one second. Here. Let me see if I can find. I don't know. I don't know where these people get this nonsense from. Uh, let me see what the, the, the thing says down below. It is... It says the American, so you can send, it's an info at the American way, three, three, three.com. Jeez. This is coming from somebody in DeBarry apparently. Oh my God. Anyways. So uh, I don't know who this is coming from, but anyways, can I, so Imbis 
initial report on collaborating. We could be partners with C Deltona to identify areas of where we can grow and, and this, that, and the other and foster great, you know, economic environment and spirit for Deltona, whatever the hell you, uh, you whatever, whoever wants to do what. Okay. Our, our why, the residents, 90%, according to this, 90% have and or currently on government subsidy type. 90%? N- 90%. 90% Deltona. So Deltona residents. I'm not getting mine then. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, what, I, there's different ways you can classify subsidies, right? Listen, so my, here's my the property thing. tax exemption they want to increase is a, gov- is a kind of a government subsidy, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Or are they talking about like families getting government subsidies, like Medicaid? I, and so or, I know who the person is with the American way. Okay. Well, I don't want to call anybody out. I'm not going to. Because, I, I, know because I want- This person is a good person, but this information is troubling for me. Yeah, it is. And so 90% on some sort of government subsidy type. Where are you getting information? I have no clue. Is there a data set there? And I hope that you're not referring to the amount of- Hispanics and or others, uh, because that to me seems like complete garbage, rubbish, and all kinds of bullshittery that I don't even want to get into. Apparently, according to this report, too, 37% are homeless, meaning they live on the street with others or in their car. No, they don't. I would be tripping over these people if it was 37%. Now, do I acknowledge that there's a homeless a homeless concern in Deltona? 100%. Do you know We're how so, much it is? Do you know how many homeless people are in Deltona? I'd love, to, I'd love to hear, Dana. I would say less than 100. Okay. Do you know why I know this? Why? Because I do the point. I didn't. Maybe it's coming up this year, but usually every year I do the point in time count. Mm-hmm. We're looking okay. for the homeless okay. population. Right, right. We go aggressively seek the homeless population. Okay, so, hey, American Way, something tells me you probably should have contacted Commissioner McCool and or Daltona Strong and others who really work at the ground level with all this other stuff that's going on, right, to really identify. Do I know that there are some who are homeless in Daltona? Yeah. Do I know there are many who are living paycheck to paycheck in Daltona, yep. as in many of the cities? Yep. 100%. But to sit here and classify Daltona as 37%, where are you getting your information from? I just want to see the data set. I don't understand this. You're making Deltona seem to be some sort of wasteland. Like we're like old Detroit. Hey, thank God Detroit's coming back finally, right? Hey, listen, I'll give you that Detroit. But you're making us seem like we're Detroit of like 10, 15, 20 years ago. And we are nowhere even near that. Whoever came up with this and whoever's peddling this garbage at the city, please stop. Because you're looking like an ass. You're going to look like an ass. Because if I find out. I know exactly who it is. If I find out who it is, I'm going to call you out on it. You know, I know exactly who it is. I think I have my suspicions, but please, because I'm going to call you out on it on on just the the low, the level of, I got to go here. I know we don't have the the jar. The level of garbage, nonsense, bullshit, fuckery this is. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. For what? For an agenda that you have to come up with this crap? Yeah, I have to breathe heavy here, man. I just sit here and kind of go. Not in a good way. I don't, know who's, I don't know who's peddling this nonsense, but please don't. There's enough that goes on in our city, and people talk a lot about our city, and I get it, and we talk about we, our city. We screw ourselves enough without And I get it. I else. get it. We shoot ourselves a foot a lot, a lot of times, but don't come to me with this nonsense because this is not Deltona. Yeah. This is not Deltona. Yeah. This, to me, this would scare living daylights if I'm trying to do the business in the city of Deltona. Yeah. And guess what? Businesses are coming. Maybe in a weird kind of way, but they're coming to Daltona. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cities. Go for it, baby. Something got sent to me today. Mm-hmm. There's apparently a fight between, almost about to be a fight between two commissioners in the city of Miami. And I Shut thought, up. Let me hear it. And I thought about, I thought about it. I thought about it today about city of Daltona was sent to me. And I will see if I can pull this video up really quick so you can kind of take a look at it. And these two 
Um, was it two chicks? No, it wasn't. It was two guys? It was two guys. Shocking. And they were talking about brawling like, so apparently, brawling bros. <laughs> Gafecito Cowboys. Today's Miami Commission meeting ended with a vote to terminate city attorney slash mob lawyer, whatever that means, quote unquote, tricky Vicky Mendez, <laughs> effective in five months, and a near brawl between Commissioner Miguel Gabela and Commissioner Joe Carollo. These guys were about to get in. So, they, so as it goes, <laughs> so I'm going to try this so you can see. Okay, hold on a second, people. Let's see. Oh, he's white. Yeah, well, they're, but they're Latino though. But you know, it's the power. You know, he's white. Power. Does he's that guy's not a Latino? No, no, they they are. They are. Oh, this guy's a Latino. No. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Watch when he gets something. Try to bum rush him. <laughs> Look, let me see this. Oh, yeah. oh it's going he got down. Up out of his seat. People, it's going down. <laughs> so. Uh oh! Look. <laughs> so, I say this right. And I'm kind of like, and I thought, and anyways, I, and so the, why? Whatever, whatever would interest would you find in that, Eric? Because I know we have our arguments <laughs> about city managers, city attorneys, mm -hmm. and everything else that's going on against one commissioner trying to you know go to state attorney about one thing, or another commissioner or the mayor going against somebody else and also going to state attorney, and then the mayor or whoever I'm assuming heading up to or whoever's leading this. Well, hashtag because hey. because Miami. <laughs> so, because, I just want to point because three hundred five. Wait, wait. Because three hundred five. Hit hit. Anyways, <laughs> I just want to. I just want to point something out right yeah. here. Okay, yeah. I want to point something out. I have famously fought with a female member mm -hmm. of our dais. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, yes. So seriously. Yeah. I couldn't go up any against any hotter head than that one. Okay, but at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. She's the first one to hug me when I'm going through my difficulties. You know what I'm saying? With, I, the, with my cancer. I hear you. And I, she and I have figured out a way. To work together. To work together. And not only along. to work and, and together. Not only to work together, mm -hmm. but to work out what our issue is by okay. sitting down face to face well, and hugging it out. I want to thank And the, at the end of the day, uh, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to put the penis away mm -hmm. and hug it out. Just remember that. Women, if women ruled the world, we'd be in a much better place. I'm just saying. I don't know about all that. Okay. I do know that. I think that. that, no, I think there should definitely be more uh, collaboration between uh, uh, the differences between men and women because mm -hmm. I think we can get we can get to a better place. Hey. Uh, ruling. <laughs> if I make it. So today Dana's wearing a shirt that I got for her. Quote, unquote, it says, if I make it because of. Excuse me. Hold on a minute. Uh, yeah, there she goes. OG, can you zoom in? Here? <laughs> God, <laughs> and it just falls perfectly right in your bosom area. It's such God. It's three D. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, She's just making a point. Yes, and so why and am I wearing this shirt, Eric? Well, what? I, I'm not going to say. Uh, I think I know why you're wearing it, and I'll leave it to you at a proper time and place, and mm -hmm. I'll just say... Um, but it could be exclusive, right? It could be exclusive, like our viewers mm -hmm. could hear before anyone else. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Because our viewers are special, and they deserve that. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. Yes, because I'm list I'm thinking about timing, and I kind of go, you know what? I'm right, Perfect right? timing, yes. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell them? 
So, yesterday, I was uh, briefly in a quick turnaround to hurry up and get this out of the way, like a little one-day, 24-hour trip to come back and forth from Tallahassee to do this mm-hmm. as best I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a call from Dana, mm-hmm. and she goes to me, and this is, I'm gonna, folks, I'm going to just tell you all the way it played out, and, and when I'm <laughs> listening to her in the car, she calls me up, and it seems, she seemed a little sad and kind of sullen, and just kind of like, hey, Eric, I want to talk to you. And I said, oh, hey, what's going on? And she goes, well... Her statement to me was, I'm never going to, again, going to have the opportunity of using cancer as an excuse now <laughs> for my troubles or whatever, whatever just is pissing me off, right? Mm-hmm. Or or making people feel sorry for me because, hey, I'm just a woman with cancer. Yep. And I was just like, so it took me back for a moment to kind of process the, because I know she's going backwards. Here, come, wait and, for it. Wait for then, it. And then I was like, okay, uh, what does that mean? And she goes... Well, apparently she had her PET scan, which is a deep bone scan. It comes mm-hmm. to find out that Dana Platinum McCool has beaten cancer. Woo! A second time. A, a second, second time. time. A second yes. time. Let that play out for a second. <laughs> so I was very happy because Dana's my friend. And I and so when she first told me uh, what was she was going through, it didn't hit me until probably about a night or two later. I was sitting on my couch and I, it just kind of dawned on me at that moment in time. Because, folks, so I want to understand that um, stage four cancer is what she was diagnosed with. And both of my uncles passed away um, from stage four, uh, four cancer. <clears throat> and I wasn't at the funeral for one of them um, just because timing was just so bad and I could not get away. And I wanted to so bad because I was very close to my uncle on my mother's side who passed away. Not to say I wasn't close to my uncle on my father's side. I was. Mm-hmm. I was able to get, I was, and now I, I was living in New York at the time, so it was easier for me at the time to come down to New Jersey, to go mm-hmm. to New Jersey to go um, for his funeral and everything else that happened. But it hit me both, especially my mother's uncle too, um, because I, anyways, it hit me a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurt me that I couldn't be there for that one. So, mm-hmm. but I knew from that point on, stage four cancer, and I've talked to many people, it's hard to come back. I don't know what the exact numbers are, so if somebody can correct this out there, that's fine. I don't know if it's like between, maybe around 20%, you know, success rate. That's about it. So when I heard you at stage four, like two nights later, it kind of hit me a little bit. Like I just, I had like a, just a moment where it just, and you know, and I take, I take my emotions a little bit after my mom sometimes. Right. So it, it kind of drew a little tear to me and my wife is kind of like, Hey, you okay? And I was like, nah, I just, I thought about it for a moment and just like Dan's got stage four and what that meant. And I like, you know, I was like, Oh my God. And, and you know, and over the last five, six years now, I've, you know, obviously grown closer to Dana. She's, I consider Dana a good friend because, um, through all the crap that, you know, back and forth, we argue about or We just razz one another We're siblings. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I was like, you know, she's, she's my buddy. I don't care who says what. And just, I, I don't always agree with her method sometimes of what she does, but she's my buddy. And so I was kind of, I thought about it and it hit me a little tiny bit for a moment. And then just, I was like, man, but anyways, but Life goes on and you move on and you start thinking about being positive. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer that, you know, how you treat yourself mentally um, mm-hmm. th- is a big factor in how, what your outcome is going to be. It is. And so Dana miss positivity and kick ass. I'm going to ride my Harley until whenever, and then mm-hmm. do whatever else. Um, just, you know, she had that positive attitude, even in days when it was hurting her more or, or hurting her the most or in days when, you know, the treatment wasn't going well for her. Um, you know, she would call me up, say, hey, look, you know, whatever the treatment and so forth and so on. And I knew she was feeling it because I could tell in her voice and it was kicking her ass. And so to go through all that over this year. Oh, and, and, and wait, I'll make one more note. So yesterday when she told me, right, so if we're on Friday now, folks, by the time you hear this will be on Tuesday, Thursday is when she called me. It was one year to the day that she was diagnosed with cancer. Yep. So one year to the day she got the word from the doctors. Hey, now it doesn't mean now I'm going to stop. Mm hmm. 
What does this mean for you, my dear, moving forward? So this means that all cancer is out of my body. I still, in my bones, have dead tumors, mm-hmm. basically. But I am on a medication now that where my marrow and my bones will start healing. Okay. Since the cancer is dead. And we're going to do a hybrid treatment. Don't know what that is yet. Um, okay. to keep it at bay because my cancer was very aggressive. Mm. The concern is that it'll come back and go to my brain because it's yeah. aggressive. And so we want to stay ahead of this. Okay. So we'll do a hybrid treatment, which I'll discuss with my healthcare providers this upcoming week. They just wanted to give me the weekend to ride yeah. the high. Yeah, you know? I don't blame them. Don't blame um, and them. it's, um, I, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. First of all, with God, all things are possible. Yep. You know, I don't, I don't talk about my belief system or whatever Mm. but i'm in tune spiritually to my higher power and i know where my source comes from good period end of sentence you know um and i chose the treatment option that i did because they were successful before they were very aggressive this time and this has been the best worst year of my life yeah you know what I mean? Oh, I know. This, I would not trade this year for anything for the amount of spiritual growth, the amount of emotional growth, the amount of um, seeing who your true friends are, the yeah. people that are bringing you popsicles or sending you popsicles by yeah. Uber <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night because you can't eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Making cool. you mashed potatoes because it's the only thing that you can have. My good friend Tia and Lisa Hippelhauser, you know, yes. Boots, um, you can't have better best friends, you know. And, you know, Palmer went with me. With me um og everybody knows him as og but everybody knows who og is but og went with me and we got these uh we got the um horseshoe tattoos you know i'm looking at it yeah i remember i remember yeah yeah, we talked about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean people shave their heads i mean listen the community involvement the the support of my constituency oh my god you know what i mean the support of the sheriff of everybody that came out for Mm. wig out for cancer um my family you know they're aces it's meant a lot and it was very it is the corner post of my recovery and it's how i recovered and um i just am so very thankful that i made it and um you know i'm happy for you man and so i'll tell you so and wait yeah, if i make done. it yeah, if I, no no I, i'm just saying this, i was gonna say if i make it i was gonna say but you beat me to the punch all right i'm <laughs> sorry I'm, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. and you my friend yeah <laughs> i could be no closer to a brother than uh, you because you've been so supportive you know what i mean and, yeah. and you're a beautiful doctor wife that's too good for you yeah <laughs> same thing you know what i mean yeah. and i want to tell you this this disease reaches across political lines, socioeconomic lines, it it, it, it doesn't care who you are. And I'm going to tell you something. I might get whipped for this, Mm. but I'm going to tell you something. Do you know that more Republican politicians called me than Democratic? Really? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm, why I'm saying that Mm. is because it doesn't matter who your friends are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't matter. A friend is a friend. And um, anyways, enough about that. I am 100% cancer free. We're going to be celebrating over the weekend this. And the next week we get back to kicking ass. So I wrote something. So I will say this. Number one, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very honored always because when you called me, I knew that you probably only spoke to a very close few in mm-hmm. your sphere. Maybe, you know, 10 people, whatever it may have been. And that would have been it, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I'll say is that, and I know you have a pretty big sphere, but I know you kept it close to the vest. And the fact that you called me, I, I just, I'm honored because I know it's important to you. And I, and I thank you so much. 
Um, but to a point you just made <clears throat> about the fact that cancer, you know, and we're going to, folks, we will dwell on this a little tiny bit here because I think it's really important to something I'm going to segue into that I wrote, I posted on Facebook um, about two weeks ago, right before New Year's started. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, and so we talked about cuts across all party lines and so forth, right? And so, and I go to saying why there are bigger things out there, mm-hmm. and this goes to an earlier conversation we we're having in the show. There are bigger things out there that I think we need to pay attention to because at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters, whether we always agree or not, mm-hmm. we're all brothers and sisters. And there's something bigger, which is called humanity. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean we're always going to agree, which we don't, but there is humanity. And so this is what something I wrote because somebody had said something, <clears throat> and it was a video on there as well, too. Mm-hmm. All right. From the president of the United States to the boy or girl working at Publix getting the shopping carts, we all matter. As we move into the new year, reflect a little more on how we can be better towards each other. And I just posted it. Here's a little clip below that says it all. And there was a guy on there tearing up a little tiny bit because I know where his viewpoints are. They're more aligned with mine. Mm-hmm. But it was just just an overall, just a cry a little bit towards just humanity in general. Like, we need to be doing better than mm-hmm. this. I mean, we're getting stuck in these little fights. And, and, it's, gets, and it's troubling on wokeness, on too far to the right, and whatever it may be, and all this stuff. And I keep going back to, like, I know people who genuinely you know, just hate, hate Democrats as a whole. <clears throat> and I just sat and was just like, and some of these are much older folks, seniors. And mm-hmm. I, and on some level, I, I kind of understand a little bit. I give them a little, a little pass only because I know they're older and people, we all get cranky as we get older and we're so much more set in our ways. And I hope I don't get to that point. My hope always is that I keep growing as an individual, right? It doesn't mean I take away from my core who I am as an as a person or what my belief system is mm-hmm. in general, right? When it comes to politics and whatever, but just grow because I always want to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. I, and I disagree. And some of it may frustrate the hell out of me. And at the end of the day, folks, I'm human just like anybody else. And it frustrates me a little bit. <clears throat> But in the, the day, like when I made my comment earlier about, hey, you know, this, you know, the you know, Democrat, oh, she's a really nice person, blah, blah, I genuinely, so it was funny. I was in Publix. Uh, I was in Publix uh, up in Tallahassee getting some stuff, some water. And then it was that storm that was coming through that was going to have some mm-hmm. tornadoes and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. I was over there. And I, uh, I was walking through with my buddy getting some stuff. And I was going to the, I was buying some oatmeal <laughs> for myself, right? So I got a little something in the morning before I go into the building. And uh, there was a, a representative there. She was a Democrat. I've always thought, I don't always agree with her, but I've always thought of her just being a nice, genuine lady. You mm-hmm. know, I know she, how she genuinely feels about certain things. And I saw her and it just caught me off guard. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean to get in your way. And I was so like worried about my oatmeal, just like looking which one I was going to get. I said, no, it's okay, my dear. Don't worry about it. Then I realized, and I said, my dear, right? Because that's why I call everybody, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm getting older now, I guess. Right. And I didn't realize it was her. And she saw me and she recognized me. She says, oh my God. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you know. No, no, no. I said, "Rep, it's okay. Don't worry about it." And I was telling a buddy of mine, and he just kind of laughed at me. Jeez, what are you doing, corner my dear? She's a <laughs> she's a rap, you know. I, just, I said, "Dude, I just it's a term of endearment I use for a lot of different right. people because I just generally have I generally try to respect mm-hmm. everybody. Your humanity you. walks before your politics. I tr- does. Yeah, yeah, I try very hard, I try very hard to do that, and so yeah. it was just anyways, I, and I just genuinely I think she's a nice person, and I would be more than happy to always talk to her or anybody else for that matter who doesn't agree with me. And when I hear people say, I genuinely hate Democrats or all Democrats should die or we should kill you know, the Democratic Party in general. And I, I kind of go, uh, we need to stop that nonsense. And I hear 
from some Democrats. I've heard some Democrats come into the building, or I won't even label them as Democrats. I'll just say progressives. They probably are Democrats, but they're very progressive. And going, Republicans are such hateful, despising, disgusting people. All their, and I go, no, man. And then you're blanking every because there's a lot of good Republicans in there that you may not agree with, but they're they're willing to listen to you to give that different yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, anyway, except just, for Randy Fine, I just uh, and I'm Matt Gates. Look, that's a horse of another. You know, ass whatever, color, you know, color, but Bung I just, hole. you know, I, hey, you know what I saw yeah, that I didn't know? I'm going to go out to the flea market. Uh-huh. There's this guy out there, Bird's Leather. Do you know that he makes like leather stuff out of bung holes of alligators? What? And yeah, alligators and snapping turtles. His leather work is exquisite. He makes stingray, okay. right. stingray stuff, leather stuff. But he works with hides that are brought into uh-huh. him, and he has a bunghole one that, like, like. So, like, how do you? I mean, is it like sauna? I, I, bear with us for just a moment. Here. No, the bunghole <laughs> is actually just open, and there's a nice color leather thing behind it. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, all right. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm just okay. saying it's bird's leather. His work is amazing. Out Listen. There. For- Everyone, I don't know where we're going with this one other than just the fact that just roll with it that apparently this gentleman does uh, very good leather work. He does. He does and exquisite so, leather I work. Don't, I, you know what? I'll say this to my point just a, a second ago. Yeah. You know, always don't judge a don't always judge a, a book by its co- a cover and also be willing to kind of be uh, open. Be willing bit. to look at the bunghole in the eye. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Hold on. I want to show you because he does officer. He does holsters and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was taken back that you can do... Okay, look at this. Snapping turtle holster. Look at that. That's made like with dead turtles or whatever. Isn't that exquisite? That is that is beautiful. Man. That is beautiful. It's leather that, that he dyes that and works with his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to... Look at that. I'm going to patron him this weekend. Holy cow. L- uh, hey, am I, when you get a second, do me a favor. Send me a link. Ta- tag I want to show some somebody. Leather. Yeah, hold on. i got to find a bunghole. He does like... Look at this. Look at the holster. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I'm saying really cool. bird's leather out at the flea market. Uh, I can't give you, God, I've got it. I'm just blown away by his stuff, his use of everything. He got this one Bird? steel, cowhide, and stingray. Birds. B Y R D S. Leather. Bird's leather at the flea market at in Daytona Beach. At the flea market in Daytona Beach, man. I mean, wow. I just was looking because, you know, uh, Albert Bryant's always talking about him. And I finally went because I was looking for something. And he just does amazing work. And I can't get over it. And so go visit him. He has some uh, patriotic leather done with the American flag. And it's like kind of embossed or ingrained a little mm-hmm. bit. This is what I'm talking about. Look at that. Right? That is wild. Yeah. So and he I'm has assuming it's stuff. for like different types of guns, whether it be revolvers yeah, he or does semi-automatic. Custom. That's why, okay. henceforth, ergo, birds cut them, custom leather. And okay. I'm stalling as a, oh, here it is. Check out these boat holes. There you go. Hold on. See more. Uh, see more butts. Look, that's the butthole. I don't know if it's the turtle or the alligator, but oh, you see what I'm I saying? Oh, I see what he's doing there. He's putting like a little bit of a patch on top. Look, yeah, see, yeah. the patch goes which underneath, like a, and which, then the butthole. Which is like a design there. Yeah. 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 yeah Isn't that it. great? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You th- listen, that's the proper use of an asshole. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> on that so, note, on that, on that note, note, we got to wrap, guys, it, up we gotta wrap it up today. Thank you so much. We're yeah. already running late because Eric, you know, is late. <laughs> yeah. But listen, thank you for joining us again this week. We hope that you'll stay in touch. You know all of our platforms. And remember this, if it's important to you. It's important to us. Happy weekend. Bye. Take care.